0: Well, hello there, everyone, once again, and welcome back to another episode of Two Sons Podcast. I am your co-host with my fellow host over here, my wonderful and amazing brother. Yes, sir, indeedy. It is me. (laughs) And... (laughs) and uh today's episode uh we're doing our first movie review of the year even though this movie came out in december we are doing our first movie review of 2023 and it is for the movie avatar the way of water Ooh. so uh you know i decided to do the uh introduction for us today but you know before we start out with you know just the, the basic you know blah 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 stuff uh joey how you uh how you doing today you doing you doing okay
1: uh, I am doing all right. You know, I had my uh, classes today. One of them was canceled, but it was on zoom because of, you know, the professor being sick and everything. Um, I had off, you know, from work today. So that's pretty good. Um, you know, just chilling. going to probably sleep after this and, uh, you know, do it all over again tomorrow.
0: Ah, very nice. Very nice. We love, we love to hear that. Uh, I'm doing pretty good as well. Um, you know, nothing, Nothing really to report, you know, some work there, you know, some school there, you know, you know how it is, you know. It's, yeah, it's you know, pretty weird. Yeah, you know, all right. But uh, now that we got the uh, the formalities out of the way, uh, you know, why don't we, uh, why don't we dive into today's uh, episode? So uh, as I mentioned before, we are going to be talking about Avatar The Way of Water. Now, although it is 2023, we did see the movie and uh, we just haven't had a chance to talk about it, obviously. And technically, I think it's still out in theaters. So, you know, yeah, it is. It makes sense to talk about it. So, without further ado, Joey, why don't you uh, why don't you start us off with this conversation
1: already? So, as you guys know, Avatar: The Way of Water is the second film in the you know Avatar franchise that is going to expand. Um, there is a third movie already on the way, I believe, in like two years or so, or maybe even a year. And I think they want to expand it to five. So, Avatar was the extremely um, anticipated. <laughs> second part of you know the avatar franchise and what the first one it was over a decade wait i believe at like 15 years or something like that i think it took for the second one
0: i think if i remember correctly i think it was like two well if it's 15 years then probably 2007
1: it's it's somewhere around there i'd have to i'd have to see uh when the first one came out but yes uh... i'm sorry uh
0: 2009 it came out so it's been about 14 years well technically 14 years but when it came out last year it was 13 years
1: okay well either way it was a long-awaited uh sequel to the first avatar and um i think it definitely lived up to the hype um it introduces us to a new tribe of navi as well as a new uh world of pandora and it brings the characters that we saw from the first one including the same uh villain except now he's blue um (laughs) <laughs> but we'll get on to more of that a little bit going in. Um, as you guys know, like I said before, we have some returning characters, you know, such as Jake Nater- Nateri, um Shagorny Weaver's character, both as kind of um, a daughter version of uh, Jake and Natiri, And we have the same villain uh, played by Stefan Lang, who he is Korich, that is his name. Um, he was like the general in the first one, and he's basically the same And the second one, uh, but, you know, uh, basically an Avatar. Um, But starting off, as you guys know, Avatar was the highest grossing film at the box office for a while. And it got dethroned by Avengers Endgame and then went back on top after a re-release. And even the re-release of Avatar before the new one gained uh, a decent amount of money and traction, leading to the popularity of the second movie. And um, Avatar The Way of Water right now is already past the $2 mark, making it, I think, in the top six or five right now grossing movies of all time. And uh, actually, you know, let's give it up to uh, Zoe Zaldana, because she has actually starred in three of the highest grossing movies of all time, being the original Avatar. This uh, one, Infinity War, actually, I lied, four, and Endgame. So uh, she has been in several movies that have made over $2 billion. That's quite an accomplishment. And we see uh, Sam Worthington's um, return to the big screen. I believe the last thing I really remember him in was Hacksaw Rage. But he definitely was in a lot of movies in between. Uh, maybe not as much as the household name as Zoe Zaldana. But um, it is great to see his return and you know him back as the badass character of Jake Sully. So, I mean... Like we said, you know, we would uh, talk about the box office and everything going in. Um, Avatar The Way of Water is actually right now at 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that might seem like a little bit of a low score. But, um, you know, for over a three hour movie uh, and something that took over a decade to make, it definitely has a lot to talk about. And, you know, one of the things that we will talk about in this episode will be the visuals of it and all that. So, I mean, uh, Philip, you know, I've been talking a little bit about, you know, some of the just general stuff about The Way of Water. You want to um, include anything in that?
0: Um, well, I mean, when it comes to the uh, box office reports and the actors, I mean, first first of all, I want to say that um, the budget, right? So if we're looking at like the technicality, right, the budget for Avatar The Way of Water was anywhere from 350 to 460 million dollars. That's and the fact that it's made you know almost about two billion dollars in the box office means that they've made they've made their budget and pretty much like tripled it so i mean you know it was definitely worth the money i guess you could say in their budget when it came to obviously their performance and how much money they made back in the box office
1: well i remember when this first um when like this was first releasing, James Cameron said it said himself it needed to be one of the highest grossing movies of all time to even break even because you know marketing and probably um just all the other stuff that they had going on, and um, it ended up surpassing expectations. I think when I was looking it up, it said the worldwide box office for the opening weekend was four hundred and sixty five million. <laughs> um, so that's an insane box office for the opening weekend, and um honestly working it did not seem that bad like you know like I worked the opening um, I actually had off I think one of the opening days because of finals but um, I worked the opening of it and it was nothing crazy you know normal busy and everything like that but again this was just a movie where at least the past from after the opening weekend probably the next month or so every weekend the showings were full so it's 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 one of those movies that even though like it's not even if it is a huge turnout, the opening weekend, the turnout doesn't slow down. You know, with some Marvel movies, you see the a huge turn, like 70 percent of the money being made the first weekend. And after that, it kind of drops down. This one, you didn't. I mean, I know some people definitely went back to go see it. Um, it is over a three hour movie. So some people just do not have the time to do that excuse me the whole film experience is about a four-hour thing because of trailers and getting to the theater and probably waiting in line and all that so uh it takes up a big chunk of your day but i definitely think it is worth it um but yeah
0: yeah no i mean i i definitely agree i mean when i sat down and i saw it the first time i i really enjoyed it i thought it was it was beautifully done and uh you know what Returning back to that point where you said it was going to be, you know, a decent experience, you know, like three, you know, three and a half hours. They did a very good job of spacing the movie apart where, honestly, it really did not feel like three hours to me, which made it even more enjoyable to watch because it's not like I was, like, sitting through, like, boring parts or, you know, parts that I was just like, all right, well, you know, they're doing this for filler or whatever. No, they they seemed to do a really good job of spacing the story out. And, honestly, it made it, an overall, a, a really great, uh, viewing experience, which, which I really appreciate. I mean, it, you know, they they definitely you know surpassed my expectations. You know, because it's always a little skeptical on how well a um, a sequel is going to do. I mean, because obviously, you know, throughout cinema history, there have been sequels that have flopped. There have been sequels that have even been better and surpassed the original movie. And then there's been sequels where you know they're just okay. And uh, in all honesty, I think this sequel was just as good as the first avatar and i think it was a little better but i want to hear your opinion on that
1: so i mean yeah definitely with the whole time thing like again the, the movie was a you know i think the exact run of time was three hours and like 15 minutes or something like that so it was a long movie i mean it, you know it's very hard to sit through something that's even two and a half hours long and be entertained you know we see a lot of christmas cri- excuse me we see a lot of criticism. With that, with a couple of Marvel movies, DC, or just movies in general. Um, But I think James Cameron did a great job in keeping the audience entertained and just keeping you engulfed in the story. I mean, you know, when we get introduced into the film, I remember them going back and, you know, going into how Korich and, you know, his military buddies became avatars. Um, Going back to Pandora, reintroducing us into, you know, the humans going back establishing that the humans actually now have a giant base on Pandora, bringing us to Jake and uh, Natiri's story with uh, their children and the family they raised and what's been going on with the tribe. Um, and again, even the storytelling parts, I, you know, I was never uninterested. I was never bored. I went to the bathroom once during the thing, and I rushed back, and um, you know I was still super interested. Um, I do wish there was a little more action, that, that was something I was kind of a little... I mean, I do think there was a great amount of action in it. Um, but I w- would have liked to see a little more in the third act, especially from the Water Tribe. But, you know, that's just nitpicking things I have uh, going in. But no, I think James Cameron nailed it on the head, and um, he succeeded in what he wanted to do, and he brought you back to the world of Pandora. He made it more visually stunning than the first one. Beautiful film. and hes t- to look at it clean it deliver food or whatever it was um it was stunning to watch so um i you know i again i definitely think it's worth a watch and i think it lived up to the hype you know some people might have wanted a little more but i think it lived up to the hype it deserved Mm -hmm. i i also want to say that i was very impressed with
0: the actors and actresses for this movie because again the first avatar was made in 2009 And, uh, you know, you have obviously, you know, stars like, you know, Sam Worthington, uh, Zoe Zaldana, as you mentioned, um, Sigourney Weaver. And, you know, they're coming back to these roles that they played like almost like two decades ago. And like, it almost seemed like they didn't, they never left. You know, it seemed like they were able to jump right back into the characters. And like, it was like watching them on like, you know, the big screen for the first time back when we were like, what, how old were we in like 2009? Like, you know, nine, 10 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. So it was definitely interesting to see how natural it felt, I guess, to them when it came to, you know, replaying these characters. And, uh, you know, especially as you mentioned, uh, you know, Zoe Zaldana earlier, how, you know, she's been involved in quite a few big ticket movies and, you know, her story is not over yet for 2023 because, I mean, besides Avatar, I mean, she's also going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, she's got a lot of going on under her plate. But um, something else, you know, I do want to give it up, especially for the young actors in this cast. I thought they did a phenomenal job um, playing the characters. And um, as I, I don't know if everybody knows, but um, I'm trying to find the guy's name here, but you know, such so a big freaking cast. Ah, there he is. So what is his name? Uh, excuse me if I get this wrong. It's Brighton Dalton, or Britton Dalton, he played Loak, which is um, Jake uh, Sully's younger son. And Mm -hmm. he is actually going to take over in the third film, from what I know, as the narrator. Jake Sully is, I I think he, um, James Cameron said he's going to be in all the five films if they go to five. Um, But Loak is going to take over as the narrator in the next one. So, you know, he definitely proved himself in this role. And I think for one of his first acting roles, uh, from what I know, or at least his big breakout role, you know, being one of the main characters in a franchise like this in, you know, a much anticipated sequel, you know, got to give props to him. Same thing with um, Bailey Bass, who played uh, Tassiri, you know, part of the Water Tribe. And a couple of the other actors that played some of the other sons and um, even the young actress, Trinity Bliss, who played Tuck. I thought she was pretty cool. Um, All the young actors did great. And I think they're going to be able to carry this franchise through the next couple of movies, you know, if they grow up or not. You know, we don't know if they're going to take over, uh, maybe be taken over by some older actors. But um, I thought they did phenomenal. And um, the cast did great, especially the especially uh kate winslet and uh cliff curtis as the two main um chief uh chieftain and you know um i don't know what she's considered i don't not not like you know his wife of the water tribe right yeah i know who you're talking about yeah <laughs> I, I i don't know what her exact title is uh i don't want to say queen because that doesn't make sense to me
0: i would probably just say like the chiefess. Like, like is, is that a term
1: I guess I don't. I don't really know how chief and like you know what the female equivalent of the chief is. But long story short, they're the two in charge of the Metai Kaina clan. If I said that right, and I'm sorry for any mispronunciation. Uh, Navi is in my language.
0: That was that was that was pretty good actually. That was pretty spot on. Yeah, I try. I try. I uh, I totally agree. When it came to the young actors and actresses, I thought they did really well, and uh, you know they performed. They, they performed really good. I, I was, you know, pretty, pretty happy with all their performances and everything. And I think they fit their roles and, you know, their ages perfectly. And, you know, it sounds like, you know, James Cameron has plans, you know, for these young actors to possibly take up future roles, you know, from their parents and have them become more of the, as you mentioned, you know, narrator or, you know, protagonist of this story. And, uh, you know, this franchise, you know, in the future projects that it hopes to do could obviously ride on the future success or, you know, failure of these, you know, young actors and actresses. I mean, of course, they're always going to have, you know, Sam Worthington and Zoe Zaldana. But if they want to start moving away from those more well-known characters and focusing more on the children, having this be, you know, more of a story about them and like picking up like, you know, their family's fight, then, you know, then I think that's where the direction of the you know future films and projects should go but i i totally agree with you i think all of them were really good and um you know they did really well i i really didn't have any problems with any of their characters i i enjoyed their characters even you know as you mentioned even like you know the youngest daughter you know i, I mean i thought she did really well and uh i mean i i assume that uh kiri was played by uh Sigourney weaver right
1: yes it was it, it it was her. She played uh, basically, you know, her daughter, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she just that's played a younger version of herself. And uh we'll get into daughter. that. Her character was pretty fascinating. Um, but you know, just to get into a little bit, you know, in case you guys haven't seen it, you need a refresher of what happened. Um, obviously, like I you know said a little bit earlier, basically we see the humans uh going mm-hmm. back to Pandora mainly to get rid of Jake Sully because he mm-hmm. is the um, leader in charge of basically like you know not all the navi obviously but he's the he's the one that is basically screwing with the humans that are on pandora well and excuse, trying me, excuse to... me
0: excuse me joey i'm sorry to interrupt you but would you like me to um give a a brief summary I'm i'm more than welcome to do it
1: i mean yeah that's that's what i was doing but if you have a more specific one be my guest <laughs> okay uh, well, yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a nice way we could break this down,
0: and uh, you know, that way after we break it down, we could talk about it a little bit. So I'll pick off basically where you left off. So obviously, to pinpoint, you know, what's going on, in the timeline and everything for people that are first seeing this movie. So Avatar: The Way of Water happens 16 years after the Navi repelled the RDA invasion. They call it the RDA. I'm assuming that is some sort of mercenary company or basically the corporation that was in charge of the human occupation of Pandora, basically. Mm -hmm. So, it's been 16 years after the Na'vi repelled the RDA invasion of Pandora. Jake Sully, which I obviously remember from the first one, he is currently the chief of the Amatakaya clan. So, the clan that, you know, we are introduced to in the first movie and, you know, the one that he becomes a part of and it seems, you know, by the second movie, you know, he has become the chieftain of said clan. And in these 16 years, he's raised the family with Natiri. Obviously, that is Zoe Daldana's character. Mm. And within his family, we have uh, his two sons, Natayim and Loak. We have his daughter, Tuck. And then we have his adopted child, Kiri, which is born from Grace Augentine's avatar. So obviously, remember in the first one, for the for those of you that forgot, Grace is shot when they are escaping the human base... And they try to save her by putting her in her avatar body. But unfortunately, it does not work. And everybody thinks that, you know, technically she died. But I've talked to, to you about this uh, off camera a few times, Joey. But I think that towards the end, when she was going into the light and you saw that like transition period, I think she successfully transferred into the avatar body. But I just I think she's stuck in a coma because she because of how weak she was. I think she's kinda of like almost like brain dead or stuck in a coma in her avatar body.
1: Yeah, I believe I believe that is what is going on. And because I guess obviously like... in the in the second film we see her avatar body
0: live and well in the tank, you know, moving around and stuff. And the fact that her avatar body was able to give birth to Kiri, you know, shows that the body is still alive and healthy, but for some reason it just has no conscience.
1: Yeah, I feel like we're gonna see a little more explanation. Um, of Kiri's character in you know Avatar 3, and maybe kind of explain, like, you know, if she's an extension of her mother and you know what exactly happened there. Because I do kind of want to find out, like, who you know her dad was and how she was born, and you know, especially because what we see in the film. Uh, but yeah, I believe she's just in that you know, she's kind of like a vegetable right now, she's just in that comatose state. Um, but you know her her mind is there it's just not able to be <laughs> necessarily active at the moment
0: mm-hmm. and uh, finally we have spider which is like technically like you know the adopted uh, pandoran born human son he's just of, mm-hmm. of the late uh colonel miles which was the bad guy or the antagonist from the uh, first movie yeah that's quartz now so so that basically makes up jake sully and natiri's family uh, so you know, we fast forward, you know, not too far, but uh, we see that in the beginning of the movie, you know, to the Navi's dismay, uh, the RDA, which was you know the human faction, is led by a new leader called Francis Adamore, and uh, the humans return once again to colonize Pandora as Earth is you know still dying. Shocker after 16 years, you know, <laughs> Earth is still dying. Um, <laughs> And among the arrivals of the new re-combatants, there are Na'vi avatars that are implanted with deceased human soldier memories, with uh, Colonel Miles actually being one of the re-combatants serving as the leader of this new, like, Na'vi avatar soldier uh, group, basically. So basically, when the humans come back to Pandora, we find out that not only are they back to try to recolonize Pandora once again, but... We have uh, Colonel Miles from the first one, which, you know, spoiler alert, at the end of the first one, he does die. So assuming, you know, before they, you know, did that final battle in the first one, uh, you know, Colonel Miles and some of his soldiers uh, uploaded their DNA, made copies of it, and they put their DNA inside of Avatar bodies. And when those Avatars were fully grown uh, and they awoke, uh, basically they were the same people with the same DNA, but they were just in Na'vi or, you know, Avatar bodies. As we see, during the beginning of the film, we see them watching, you know, especially Colonel Miles, we see them watching film of their, like, human versions, basically kind of, like, figuring out, like, who they were and, like, learning about themselves. Uh, And this is, like, when they're in the spaceship, so before they even, like, touch down on Pandora. So, this is basically, like, kind of, like, where we're at. Like, you know, you know how, like, a movie starts and they'll play a little bit of it and then they'll cut to, like, the title of the movie? Mm Mm-hmm. This is basically, like, where we're at right now with, like, Avatar. So, like, I mean, like, when, you know, I want to get your opinion on this. When you, you know, saw all this, you know, what was going through your head? You know, what did you think the rest of the movie was going to be going
1: forward? So, I mean, I, I was actually pretty interested that um, Quartz, like, that was a, cl- you know, basically a clone of himself. Like, I knew he died in the first one, but I thought they were going to pull something where, like, he actually didn't die. And they just transferred his body um, into an avatar, which is like basically what they did. But he did actually die. Um, but I thought it was actually fascinating how like, you know, obviously Earth is still dying and it's probably like almost dead at this point. But um, <laughs> that they like brought a big, you know, I don't, I don't exactly know how big of a chunk it is, but, you know, a decent amount of, the, I guess, highly skilled Marines or whoever they were. Um, into this program, where they had a backup plan to put them in, you know, these bodies to go back and try to basically obtain, um, you know, the uh, unobtainium, I believe is what it's called. But um, something else that I, I didn't see going in was I didn't, I didn't know that they actually had like a, you know, the humans actually had like a base set up on Pandora, and that they developed all this technology that basically like makes everything. <laughs> you know, so much easier, yet they're still unable to really get what they want. So I thought that was kind of fascinating that they were that they were even still there. You know, I thought from the last one they got rid of all of them. I didn't know there was actually like a part where they were set up already.
0: Well, to be honest, I I think they actually were all kicked out
1: after the end of the first one.
0: But well are you talking about like the humans that were like still friends with the Navi?
1: No, no, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the 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 other ones, you know. Because
0: do you remember that scene Uh, towards the beginning of the movie where, like, you know, part of the forest is, like, completely obliterated because, like, there are, like, ships that are landing? Yeah. So, like, I think at the end of the first one, they actually kicked out all the humans. And I think that scene was them landing on Pandora for a second time. So I don't think there were still people on Pandora during the 16 years. I think they were all kicked out. And I think that scene where they're, like, you know, clearing the space and they're setting up a base, I think that is where that, like, big, like, city slash, like, home base was, like, later in the movie.
1: Hmm. Because, like, I don't think they talk about a timestamp, but, like, they built, like, train tracks and everything, too. You know? So, this it's, like, well, I, wonder, I, well, I don't I think know stressed, if I, Like, you know, I think they went, like, a couple of months or I whatever, was going to say, like, I, I, felt like, I felt
0: like after that scene, I felt like I saw something that said, like, maybe, like, a year later or two years later. So... I think, there was, I think there was a little bit of a time skip after they land back on Pandora. And like you said, you know, because of the new technology, like, you know, those spider drones, they're able to build, like, their base, like, so much quicker. So even though, like, maybe a year or, like, two
1: years has passed, I mean, their base is already up and running in, in like, no time. I do have to say something that I didn't <clears throat> see going in was, um, um like, you know, Jake and his family having to leave like the whole tribe behind to you know, basically because they were be as, you know, Jake Sully was being targeted the whole time um, to get rid of and them just going to the water tribe. I thought we were going to see like a mix of the two tribes almost like, you know, that the whole tribe had to go and find new salvation and they found it in the water tribe. Um, so I thought it was pretty interesting because now we know that other tribe, you know, the forest now, are just still there. And, you know, I hope to see more of them in the next one. Um, because you know, it brings up the questions of like you know, uh, the character, you know, uh, Sigour- Sigourney Weaver's original character, Grace, mm-hmm. and um, Norm, you know, mm. you remember that guy? Like, uh, I think they're still chilling, uh, in the forest,
0: yes, yes, those were the humans that I was like referring to because there were humans that stayed with the Navi after yeah. the other ones were expelled at the end of the first movie, so they must have like set up a base somewhere in the forest, like, you know, next to the, uh, you know, um, next to the, uh, And, uh, you know, they were kind of just like living there like chilling because obviously we saw, like you said, we saw Norm and we saw him using his avatar body and, you know, we also saw him in his like, you know, human form. So, uh, you know, there definitely were, you know, and then, you know, we saw that guy, I don't know if you remember that guy, like Max, he was like one of these scientists from the first one. So he was in the movie again. Yeah. So, you know, we did see some familiar faces, but, uh, so, you know, uh, moving forward a little bit into the movie, you know, after, you know, uh, basically we have, like, you know, the kind of, like, introduction. So, figure, like, about a year or two has passed, you know, since the humans have landed back on Pandora. And we see Jake Sully, and he's leading, a, basically, like, a guerrilla-style campaign against the against the humans, basically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the first action scenes we see is him coordinating with, uh, you know, the Omaticaya and basically blowing up a train rail and you know capturing the you know guns and munitions you know to use against the humans and you know this is where we're also first really introduced to both uh and loak as like you know they're supposed to be like kind of like scouts on the mission but they end up you know deciding to go in and like you know play more you know physical part of the mission and um you know unfortunately you know we we fast forward a little bit uh further and uh, during a counterinsurgency mission, so, like, you know, after the events of the, you know, the train rail and everything, um, we see that Colonel Miles and, like, his new, like, kind of, like, Navi avatar squad, you know, goes out on their first mission to, like, you know, find where Jake Sully and, and you know, the insurgency basically is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, during that mission, we find out that, you know, Korich and his subordinates capture Jake's children. So it was kind of like wrong place, wrong time. Like, you know, Jake and Nateri's children were out, like, you know, just exploring, like, you know, going somewhere that they shouldn't. And, you know, it so happened that the area that they were in, oh, hey, look here, you know, Colonel Miles and his uh, team is here. And uh, they basically, they basically get captured. And um, in that moment, when they get captured, uh, Spider is also with them. And uh, Colonel Miles recognizes Spider because, you know, obviously, you know, spoiler, we find out that, uh, colonel miles is spider's father mm-hmm. so you know when he was still a human you know he actually you know had a son and everything but his son couldn't go back to earth because he was too young so they couldn't put him in like cryostasis or so they couldn't put him um you know on a ship basically to go back to earth so he actually grew up in pandora and colonel miles obviously never knew about him so after you know his family is captured we you know see a, a really cool like epic fight between like jake Basically, Jake and Terry versus, like, the squad. And can we just talk about, like, how, like,
1: useless this squad was? Because, like, half of them got wiped out, like, the first fight. Oh, they got obliterated in, like, a second. And, like, the two or three that survived, like, got obliterated again by Jake and Nateri. And, you know, after that
0: little skirmish, you know, we, you know, Jake and his family get away, except for Spider, who is unfortunately, like, he falls off a giant tree branch and he gets captured by the, uh, you know, Navi avatars. So we see um, back at the human base, we see Spider being interrogated basically by the humans trying to figure out like where Jake and the Omatakaya are and, you know, seeing if they can get information out of him because obviously he spends all his time with them. So he knows exactly where they are, but he's actually very resilient and he's not giving them like anything. So, you know, after Colonel Miles sees like, you know, his son kind of like basically being like low key tortured pretty much. Um, He decides to step in and spend time with his son in order to like draw him on his side, you know, kind of like corrupt him to like support the humans. Yeah. So in turn, we see Spider turn around and teach Quaritch and his, you know, avatar men to the Navi culture and language. So uh, after Spider basically agrees to kind of like, you know, show Colonel Myers and his men, uh, you know, how to be a Navi, basically, you know, the culture, the language, you know, how to like, you know, eat like I, I think. You know, Colonel Myers says in the movie, like, eat Navi, sleep Navi, think Navi, speak Navi, basically, totally immersing themselves, like, as indigenous people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, knowing that, you know, this is where we kind of like jump back and forth, you know, between the two sides, you know, so, like, you know, I would say, like, you know, the beginning to like the middle of the movie is kind of like us, like jumping back and forth from like the human perspective to like the Navi perspective. So after we jump from the human perspective, we go back to the Navi perspective where after Jake and the Teary rescue their family, you know, they go back to the, you know, Amatakaya camp and Jake is basically like, look, they have a spider. He knows basically all of our knowledge. He knows our whereabouts. He's like, we're in danger. He's like, we need to leave. So the humans leave our people alone. Because he knows that they're after him. Yeah. So they know if that if he leaves and his family comes with him, then they'll leave the rest of the tribe alone. So, you know, in a kind of, like, you know, both, like, beautiful and, like, heartbreaking scene, we see, you know, Jake give up his, you know, title as chief. And, you know, we see them kind of, like, you know, ceremoniously, you know, exiled from the Omatsukaya. And, uh, you know, we see them retreat to Pandora's eastern seaboard. And, you know, during this journey, which also, you know, by the way, look absolutely stunning. (laughs) um, We see them, like, you know, kind of end up in this, like, you know, coastal, like, you know, sea area where they are greeted by the the Metakaina clan. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they are a sea people. So there, the family learns the way of the Reef people, which, again, are the Metakaina. Um, And we see Kiri, which is the adopted daughter and the daughter of Grace, develop more of a spiritual bond with the sea. So this is where we start to see her kind of tap into those like possible spiritual powers that she has or that like connection with pandora and at the same time we see loak uh befriend to which is the daughter of chief Tonawari and his wife Ronal. so obviously there's there's a lot of information there's a lot of stuff that kind of like happens like towards like the middle of the movie So I want to get your opinion on everything that I kind of just blurted out and, you know, what you thought about how the
1: movie was progressing. Well, I I do got to say, definitely when they get to the Metakina clan and, um, you know, Jake Sully introduces him and his family, it's uh, fascinating to me that, you know, both (laughs) both these, you know, tribes are Navi. And um, something that is pointed out in, you know, Jake Sully's Children is that they're kind of like alienated because they have, um, I think it's four, I think they only have four fingers or something. Um, basically, they have human hands or something like human hands. So they're kind of like not even true Na'vi. And so is, you know, Jake Sully. He's really not even true Na'vi. But mm-hmm. um, even um, Tamori, I believe was his name, the, you know, chief of the clan. He talks about, you know, everybody knows the story of, Jake Sully being this great leader and warrior against the Sky people. And, you know, we see kind of a little bit of a harsh introduction, not a very welcoming one by all of the tribe and especially uh, Ronal is her, is her name, I believe. Yes. Um, She really was like she was never really happy. It seemed like um throughout the movie and uh, we'll get into something else. The only time she was actually happy was with um, the toucan, which we'll talk about too, because I thought they were, uh, you know, one of the best parts about the film. But yeah. um, you know, we see this kind of, you know, even though they're both of the same people, we still see a little bit of hostility because you know they're wondering what <coughs> purpose are you going to serve. Again, we see in these people that their arms are like a lot thicker and they're able to breathe um a lot longer underwater, and same with the tails for the help in swimming and uh, what creatures they ride. And um, what, you know, what, just how they live and everything, um, you know, what purpose is Jake Sully's family going to serve? Because they're, they're Forest Navi, they're, they, you know, they're not Sea Navi. And, um, you know, they prove throughout the uh, next, you know, probably half hour or so that they can learn these ways through trial and area, um, Excuse me, era, And um, be able to ride these new creatures. And, you know, Jake Sully especially just hopped right on it and seems to get it. Uh, right away, and uh, we see Loak going in there and trying to befriend people, and um, you know, them treating Jake Sully's kids basically as outsiders, especially uh, Kiri being, you know, one of the alienated targets. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, again, like my brother said, basically in the next, you know, probably middle part of the movie is just introducing you to the reef people, and a little more about um, this part of the, you know, world of Pandora, and like I said, you um, you know, shortly afterwards, we get our introduction to the Tukan and um, a little more about the spirituality in the plan and how they view. Um, um, oh my God, what is the name? Uh, like the Tree of Souls, like the the heart of Pandora. How they view um what what is her name? What is the name of that?
0: I know what you're. I awa
1: yeah, how basically how they view Awa, how they connect with Awa, and you know that spiritual connection through preachers and just other parts of the world. So um, and uh, it's great, honestly. I I, lo- I love seeing the interactions between just some of the new characters that we meet with, um Jake Sully's family, and the introduction of you know new Na'vi people, and mm-hmm. um I you know I also like how in there. You know, we see flat again. We see some flash, um, flashes to Quaritch and you know his like marine avatar buddies basically learning to fly on banshees and, um, you know, discover, you know, speaking more language and just discovering a little more things about Pandora with the help of Spider. And you know, we see them go to, um, you know, find Jake Sully by um i forgot exactly how they figured it out I think you it was- know what i
0: i just want to say I, I think it's interesting how we kind of have like this like mirror image as you just mentioned you know we have colonel miles and his you know avatar team you know learning how to be navi understand their culture and their you know way of life and we see them learning and we see spider basically being the one to kind of like make fun of them or like you know kind of like make them feel like the outsiders you know which is ironic because obviously Spider's the human so you know he's kind of being the one that's calling them outsiders or weird or laughing at them when they pronounce something wrong or do something wrong. And again, you know, like you said, we see Jake Sully and his family basically trying to learn the Metakaina way of life and, you know, trying to develop in their society. And again, like, you know, although, all you know, ultimately they are successful, you know, they do have hardships, you know, people make fun of them, you know, I mean, their uh, you know, sons and daughters, you know, get picked on by, you know, the, uh, the, the chieftain, uh, you know, son and everything. And um, like I said, you know, in the end, you know, they all, you know, becoming friends, you know, respecting each other and they're, you know, ultimately accepted into this, you know, society. But we do see this like mirroring image of like both sides, like learning. So it's like, they're both kind of like gearing up, like towards like this, like epic clash and in, in, in this battle. And um, I know you want to, I know you want to talk about the, 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 uh, the Tolkien. So uh, let me just, you know, Uh, explain what happens like leading up to the tolkan and then if you want you could kind of get into like you know the tolkan and and their relationship with the metakaina
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so basically you know i mean my brother explains like you know pretty much a little bit further into what happens in the film so we're gonna kind of skip right to the part where basically after you know uh You know, Jake Sully and his children are like, you know, pretty much, you know, mostly accepted into like, you know, Metakaina culture and society and, you know, their children become friends with other children. Um, We see Kiri and, uh, you know, a couple of the children go to Metakaina's underwater spirit tree. And uh, during this scene, she spiritually meets her biological mother, Grace, uh, whose consciousness still lives within Pandora. So, I mean, that might be like a, a hint for like what's going on with her like avatar body. So, unfortunately, during this trance, though, she's induced, during the trance, induced by linking to the spirit tree, Kiri suffers a seizure and falls unconscious, nearly drowning. So, this is when uh, Jake summons, you know, Norm and Max, which were the, you know, the two humans from the first one. Uh, They summon them for help using their medical equipment, uh, where they diagnose Kiri as having epilepsy. And um, they basically tell her that, you know, they basically tell Jake, they're like, look, you can never let her go to the spirit tree again, because if she does it again, it may kill her. So we actually see this nice moment with, uh, you know, Ronal, which is the, you know, chief's uh, wife. And ultimately, she kind of uses her like more like, I don't want to say like voodoo, but she uses more for like animistic, like, you know, like rural medicine practices, which is ironic because, you know, we see like modern day medicine versus like home remedies. And we see the home remedies like actually save Kiri except for the modern medicine, which was pretty interesting. Um, So we see like a nice scene between them. And unfortunately, uh, even though you know Norman Max were able to make it out to Jake, we see that Colonel Myers actually was able to track uh, Norman Max's aircraft to the Archipelago where the Metakaina live. So that's basically how the humans end up finding where Jake and his family. In so knowing where the uh, you know Metakaina and Jake are, so bringing Spider with him, Colonel Myers joins forces with the RDA's Marine operations, and this is where we're introduced to the Whaler and the. Marine operator known as Captain Mick Scoresby. Uh, and he exactly. commandeers, he commandeers a uh, whaling vessel that hunts tolkons to extract an anti-aging serum called um, Amrita. Amrita. Um, so basically you could, you could, you know, you could figure out that, you know, these whaling vessels, they go out, they hunt the tolkons and they literally, all they do is they extract this like anti-aging serum from them. And I mean, obviously, it, you know, I mean, it's in the name anti-aging. So, I mean, it can literally stop aging. And these things are worth like hundreds of thousands to like millions of dollars like on earth. So, you know, that's why they go out and they, and they harvest these these poor Tolkons. And uh, we see during this that Quaritch's uh, squad raised the archipelago, interrogating the tribes about Jake's location to no avail. Then in turn, Colonel Myers then orders the whalers to kill Tolkons near the village to draw Jake out. So, during this time, we see that Loak, which is uh, Jake's younger son, uh, mentally links with Piacon, which is a rogue Tolkon, and uh, he learns that the he was outcast because he went against the pacifist ways of his species and attacked the whalers who killed his mother, causing many deaths. So at this point, you know, why don't you go a little bit deeper into their connection with the Tolkon and explain you know what's kind of happening behind the scenes?
1: So something that I, you know, I, I always find fascinating, you know, that James Cameron is able to do in, uh, you know, both this second film and the first film is, you know, we always see the comparison between, you know, modern day and basically, um, you know, the, the world, so to speak, you know, almost like environmentalism, like, you know, the human, uh, excuse me, not the humans, the creatures and just the world around it are able to basically, at, at the end of the day, solve the problems. And, um, you know, as we can see, you know, we get the introduction of the Tukan, um, through this rogue one. You know, we, we learn that uh, he is missing a fin, And, you know, we see through a very traumatic, um, you know, a couple of minutes, James Cameron. You do it twice. <laughs> you know, you show the Tulkan getting murdered twice. I don't appreciate that. Um, of course, it's necessary to see because it really does show you the backstory and it, it makes you. Um, It 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 gives a lot of emotion to the Tulkan story again. The Tulkan aren't just you know Pandora's whales; they're basically the spiritual connection that the excuse me the spiritual connection that the Metakaina clan hold, uh, along with you know the other clans, uh, the other Sea clans around them hold with. um, Oh my God! What is the name of it again? Uh, The heart of Pandora, basically. You know, uh, Awa. Yes, hold with Awa. excuse me. Um, and, you know, we do see that there are, um, you know, about, you know, once every season or so, the Tukans come home to, you know, the reef areas because they are um, almost like, uh, how did Ro- Ronal said it? She even said it's like her spirit died almost. It's her um, spirit sister. Yeah, it's her spirit sister. And that was actually, ironically, the only time we ever saw Ronal smile. Um, she was always very serious and she was even pregnant all the time and she's talking with the Tulkan and you know that she just had her calf and everything she was so excited and um, you know unfortunately spoiler guys if you have not seen um, that Tulkan and the baby end up getting killed uh, for the you know um, to uh, basically buy quartz and the whaling clan for the um stuff that it holds to stop human aging and um we, you know we kind of see Lowak in in this part of the film almost being an outcast in his own family and amongst the clans you know that he was in and uh you know he really connects with this token um i'm sorry you said the name earlier but i forgot the name and learns of that backstory and that's where we go into um, really, you know, we it shows the importance that this creature has. Payakan. Yes, ha- that Payakan has, not only for the Wak now, but, you know, the Tok'an as a whole, because we even learn a little more about the Tok'an's backstory, where they were a warring, basically, they were warring creatures with each other. You know, there was constant killing and, you know, waging of wars between, I guess you could say, the clans of the Tok'an. And um, they finally found out that this wasn't solving problems and they went to peacefulness no matter what happened to them. You know, again, we we see in the whaling scene that you know this Tokan can easily take out the ship, but no matter the you know, what happens to it, it won't fight back because that's not the way of it. And um, you know, we kind of see that dilemma in Jake Sully and the tribe and the Metakaina clan when it comes to Jake Sully having to go and basically fight. You know, for to get his kids back again, because of course, um, you know, Loak and Tuck and um, Siri, I believe, uh, uh, and Kiri, um, all get taken, and uh, you know, that's where we really go into the third act, and we see a little more of Spider Story with Porridge and um, Jake Sully with uh, Loak, and a little more with um, um, uh, Loak's brother, and mm-hmm. um, the he, same. Yeah, Natam and uh Kiri, and even Natiri, and uh, something funny. I, I, I throughout this whole movie, if you go back and re watch it, um, anytime Natiri's like bow like popped up around like Quaritch, he was like terrified. He got like <laughs> the flashbacks of the flashback. I was,
0: I was about to say he had
1: PTSD of his PTSD. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, yeah, he, so, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, basically, the Tolkien in this film really represent, um, a lot to the Metakaina clan and, um, you know, this part of Pandora, basically the ocean of Pandora. And, you know, even in the one scene we see where Khorach is, um, interrogating, you know, the people, he doesn't even go to kill, um, not in the people, I'm sorry, the other, um, you know, water clans, he doesn't even go to kill, you know, one of their own. He basically shoots the, um, he shoots one of their creatures. Yeah, he shoots a space dolphin. I I was so pissed during that. I was like, "You better freaking die!" But you know, of course, he doesn't <laughs> uh, because of spider. But um, yeah. So we we see the importance of these creatures, uh, and you know what it means to not even just the forest of Pandora, like we saw in the Tyrion the first one, uh, but you know, even in the sea.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, I completely agree. And uh, I mean, with that all said, you know, that leads us to our our third and final act. So, after the, the brutal killing of the uh, you know, Tolokan mother and her calf, we learn obviously we see that when the metakaina learn of the Tolkien killings, uh, Loak warns Piacon, followed by his siblings and friends. They find Piacon being hunted, and Quaritch captures Loak, uh, Tisira and Tuck. So, Jake Natiri and the metakaina set out to confront the humans and rescue the kids. Quaritch forces Jake to surrender. But Pyakon in his, like, amazing, like, you know, just, like, total Chad Sigma-like way attacks the whalers, triggering a fight that kills several crew members, cripples the vessel, and
1: severs Scoresby's arm. Oh, my God. He does does
0: this all by himself.
1: That was one of my favorite scenes because, like, I felt like it was kind of like a symbolism Mm -hmm. where, you know, the rope is going across the boat, and he basically, like, you know, like, hammer around, an eye for an eye. He basically said an arm for an arm, bitch, and, Mm -hmm. you know, just took his damn arm. So that, that was so satisfying to watch. And I even liked the other guy that was with them um, on the boat. You know, he was kind of the one that didn't agree with what was going on, but he was, you know, still doing it for the research aspect. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's like basically like nature's a bitch and it's going to get you back. And that's um, definitely what we saw here.
0: Right. So, like, you know, we finally see that that huge battle, you know, begin That You know, we mentioned that both sides were kind of like, you know, training and learning and, and, and you know, developing for it. So the, that battle has finally began. So, you know, during that battle, we see Natayim, which is uh, Jake's oldest son, uh, rescue Loak, Tessira, and Spider. But unfortunately, he is fatally shot by, it says Colonel Miles, but I don't remember Miles shooting shooting Natayim. I thought it was one of the other soldiers. Um... <clears throat> Unless it was Colonel Miles, and I'm just drawing a blank. But I thought it was the one of the other avatars.
1: He could have honestly just been shooting in the water or something. I really don't remember exactly the scene where he got shot because I that didn't is that is once. true. So it so, might have ju- it might have not been an intentional hit necessarily, but he still got hit. None mm-hmm. you know, nonetheless. So
0: yeah, that that is true. So you know, unfortunately, um, you know, there there's a quick scene where, uh, you know, Jake is holding the TAM because he's been fatally shot, and uh, you know, unfortunately, the TAM dies. So. In the film, one of one of Jake's children dies. And, um, you know, because of this, obviously both parents being devastated, they go back to save the remaining children because uh, some, of the, some of the children after escaping were recaptured. So they, they didn't do a very good job of escaping in the first place. Um, upon facing uh, Quarch's team, Natiri, which, you know, is obviously grief-stricken and fr- like flies into like a rage and just brutally murders like basically any human that's left on this ship like if you're in her line of sight you're dying oh yeah you're done <laughs> so there's this like epic montage of her just going around and basically murking people and just killing everybody and in, in the process though she accidentally breaks her father's bow which um, I think kind of holds some significance because she kind of like let her rage like blind her and uh, maybe you could even you know associate her breaking her father's bow to her kind of almost breaking her father's promise. Maybe. Yes. I mean, we'll get back to that. But, uh, so we see, you know, Jake finally faces off against Colonel Myers, who is using Kiri as a hostage, because he's just an asshole. <laughs> and, uh, Natiri decides to do the same thing with Spider. So our first Colonel Myers is like, oh, I don't care. He's like, kill that kid. He's like, we don't have a relationship. And then once Natiri like, basically slashes him across his chest, he's like, whoa, whoa. He's like, wait, wait. He's like, I think I know that kid. <laughs> so, we finally see Jake, uh, Miles, Natiri, the and Tuck end up trapped inside the sinking vessel. So after a tense skirmish, we see Jake sh- strangle Miles unconscious. And he is actually rescued by uh, Loak and Piacon, which is a really nice touching scene. And <clears throat> Kiri, in her, again, you know, kind of going back to that, like, spiritual connection, she ends up rescuing Natiri the and Tuck by using these, like, cool, like, light-up, kind of, like, aquatic animals and unfortunately we see spider rescue miles because you know that's that's his dad and i guess he loves him or feels bad for him or whatever um but after he rescues his father he ends up refusing to go with him and he kind of like hiss- he hisses at him and then just jumps in the water <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so we see jake's family um and you know all back together again basically and spider reunites with him and uh jake actually kind of like accepts spider as like a son which he kind of like utters that line he's like a son for a son basically um which was nice because you know i mean you know Sp- spider always kind of hung around the family but you know we don't know if he was actually really accepted or not or if he was conscious there um so you know finally we see you know after the funeral which you know also was very very nice very touching very poetic um Jake informs Tonawari of his decision to leave the Metakaina. He's like, look, he's like, I really appreciate you letting us stay here, but we brought the war and devastation to your people. He's like, we can't stay here. Um, You know, the chief turns around and he respectfully declines and basically identifies Jake as part of the clan and welcomes him and his family to stay. So we see, you know, towards the end of the film, you know, before, uh, you know, vowing to resume their campaign against the RDA, Jake and his family accept and live their new life at sea and then we see him open his eyes and then credits and uh, and that's minute. the end of the film so Joey once again let's uh let's wrap it up with our, our final thoughts you know what what did you think of the uh third and final act
1: <clears throat> um i definitely you know w- one of the most badass scenes definitely in this mo- uh, in this film was the metaka uh, metakaina clan coming uh to you know Jake's uh you know, family's rescue um, with, you know, Jake and Natiri. I thought it was pretty badass how Natiri was also on her Banshee and she was kind of, you know, the air support. And we saw a lot of callbacks to the first film with that. And, you know, we saw Jake um, and um, the, um, you know, basically the two, the two, you know, chief, I'm just going to call her chief, chief S and chief of the clan, um, you know, going to battle. And she was pregnant too. So she's definitely a badass, uh, Badass Navi. Um, I would have liked to see a little more, like, battle, but, I mean, I guess they kind of just, you know, fucked them up pretty quickly, and they were just done with it. So, um, third act definitely was great. Um, Had, you know, the action we probably, you know, could have, that, you know, anybody asked for. Um, I definitely loved seeing, you know, Loak and um, Kiri kind of take over in these roles of, like, helping out their parents, you know, basically proving, like, that they can, you know, accomplish these things. Um, you know, again, the, the the whole Quartz thing annoyed me a little bit with Spider saving him. But, you know, again, you can't really argue with that. And, um, you know, it definitely was nice to see, you know, Jake kind of accept Loak at the end and everything. And, um, you know, it leads us off to another story of, you know, endless possibilities really for, you know, another part of Pandora. So, um, you know, I thought it was great. Again, I, I loved them, um, you know, bringing in uh, Paikon. And basically, you know, uh, fucking up all the humans and everything and uh, seeing that um, and the other Tulkans. So uh, I thought, you know, it it was it was a good third act. And, it you know, definitely closed off the movie uh, very well. So, um, again, like if I had the, you know, definitely, uh, you know, I'd give it up for James Cameron. He definitely brought us back to the World of Pandora, um, upped it up a notch. And, you know, I think he's going to do it again in the third film. And I'm very, you know, interested and excited to see where you know the next part of pandora we're going
0: mm-hmm. i uh, i i completely agree and uh you know i think it's our our favorite time of the episode and uh you know the the you know we're bringing it back and uh you know i'm going to ask you joey so out of uh out of 10 sons what would you give uh avatar the way of water if you had to
1: rate it I got to say, I got to give uh, Avatar The Way of Water 9 out of 10 suns. Um, You know, it really was a great film. I really don't have any problems with it. Um, I want to go back and rewatch it again. um, The pacing was great. The visuals, definitely the most stunning visuals I've ever seen in any film. The characters were great. The returning characters were awesome to see again. The new characters were awesome uh, to get introduced to. And I can't wait to see their stories go anywhere. The acting was phenomenal. The creatures were awesome. Um, and again, it just it upped the ante from the first one. So uh, this, you know, nine out of ten for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna hey, I'm gonna be a little different.
1: All right, I'm gonna give it a uh, nine point one. Ah, uh, hi, hi, you, yeah, sneaky yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I had to. What can I say? You
0: know, that's I'm just fair, saying, that's that's that, that that's Philip, am I right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Phil. Um, <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> No, I completely agree with you. I mean, James Cameron, you know, he really brought back the you know world of Pandora to life and he made you fall in love with it all over again. And uh, I'm just honestly, I'm just really looking forward to these future projects. And I'm just I'm really curious to see where this franchise is going to go, because it went from just being like one movie that was made like 13 years ago to now there's going to be a whole franchise of it. So I, I'm really excited to see where this is going to go in the future. But uh, Joey, we got like two minutes left, so you know why don't you uh, close this out? You know, tell people where to find us, and uh, and we'll uh, say our goodbyes.
1: All right. Well, um, you know, I think we definitely got a lot more to talk about with Avatar. So, um, you know, I'm just gonna say it right now. You know, guys, be on the lookout. Probably the next one I hope to uh, upload after this is, you know, about the first Avatar maybe, and just talking about, you know, what the upcoming plans could be for the next Avatar movies. Um. But, you know, to end it here so we don't go in a rush, um, as you guys know, we are Two Sons Podcast. That is Sons with an O and not a U because we are two brothers. Uh, We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and basically anywhere you get your podcasting needs. Um, Thank you guys again for listening and tuning in. Um, You know, we are trying to start off 2023 strong, and I think we are doing very good with that um, right now. I can't wait to continue with it. And, um, you know, I just look forward to, uh, you know, going more on this podcasting journey with you. Uh, You know, we just hit over 300 plays on the podcast. So, you know, thank hey, you guys for that. And our, um, viewership is back. You know, we're getting the constant viewers on our episodes again. So thank you guys very much, you know, and uh, have a great day, great night whenever you're seeing this because we're almost out of time when i want to let my brother say something
0: <laughs> yeah like like my brother said thank you guys so much for sticking with us and and you know constantly coming back and everything and just you know again just please be on the lookout for for more content like i said you know the next episode is probably going to cover the first avatar and then that way we can kind of like compare the two and talk a little bit more about the you know franchise so far but you know once again uh thank you everybody for listening to this episode where we went over avatar the way of water And, uh, you know, once again, please stay tuned, uh, you know, next week for our next episode. And uh, please be safe. Don't do anything stupid. Have a great night. Great day. May the force be with you. And we are done. May the force be with you.